Welcome, welcome, welcome to Lilies in the Valley podcast, where the word is learned, your spirit is fed, and your direction is led. I am your host, Sister Miko C. Deal, and I am so excited to be back in the presence of the Lord with you. And uh, before we get right on into it, uh, just understand and know um, that we also want you to test the spirit. And testing the spirit means that anything that is put into this podcast through the Holy Spirit that is um given to you in this podcast, you would test the spirit so that you know if this podcast particular episode is for you. I happen to believe that each and every episode um, can fit somewhere in your life, whether it is present day or present in the future, that if you just put it where it needs to be, that you will be able to apply it at some time in your life. But in order to understand that and know that for a fact, you would have to read 1 John 4 and 6. Amen. First John four and six. So I'm going to ask you to just tune out the background noise. You know, this is a live podcast done in our home and I am bringing you uh, the word of God and through Bible study and also led by the Holy Spirit. So I just thank you and I praise you. Father God, we ask that you decrease us and that you increase. Lord God, forgive us of our sins. Anything that would hold us back from receiving your word on today. Father God, just change our perspective change our mind. Let the scales fall from our eyes and our ears, Lord God. Teach us not only to listen to your word, not only to learn your word, but teach us, Lord God, how to apply the word to our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, I ask that you go before us. I ask that it be about you and not about us. I ask that it be everything that you have added to us and that you are continuing to change in us, that we receive this word, that we release this word when guided to release it and that we apply it as you've instructed. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And thank God. Well, I am so excited, as I have stated, to be here with all of you uh, today, and I am going to get right into it. So I hope that you are tuning in with a pen and a piece of paper, because we're going to get into 2 Timothy 3 and 16, 1 Timothy 1, 9 through 10. So let's get right into it. I'm going to be reading uh, 2 Timothy 3, 16 um, right now. So let me get to that. Amen, amen, amen. That's funny, it was right open and then all of a sudden it closes up. <laughs> all right, so 316, we are second Timothy 316. Here we go. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. That is 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God or woman of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Amen. And it can say man, and I don't have to, um, you know, uh, depict woman because we came from man. So therefore we are one man. And so man means talking to us as well. So we don't have to make the distinction because we understand and we know. Okay. Let's get into first Timothy nine and 10. First Timothy nine reads, 
Hmm. So strange. I'm sorry. First Timothy 1, 9 through 10. I apologize. I don't have on my glasses. <laughs> so we're going to get into first Timothy. Um, it is chapter one. It is verse nine. Knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous person. Put for the lawless, the insubordinate, for the ungodly and for the sinners, for the unholy and profane, for the murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, verse 10, for fornicators, for sodomites, for kidnappers, for liars, for uh, perjurers. And if there is any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine, verse 11, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. We'll read that again, First uh, Timothy 1, chapter 1, and we're going to start at verse 9. Knowing this, that the law is not made for the righteous person, put for, but for the lawless and insubordinate, for the ungodly and for sinners, for the unholy and profane, for the murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for fornicators, for sodomites, for kidnappers, for liars, for perjurers. And if there is anything that is contrary to sound doctrine, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust, the word of God for the people of God. So as you can see, and I have said, you know, many times in conversation that the law that we have in this world, even though we are not of this world, but we are in it, was created for the lawless. Those are laws God intended to set up government somewhat how it is set up. So the law that is the man created was meant to be created for the lawless, for those that don't know God. Huh, come on, somebody. So if you're thinking that uh, 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 this is, we, we, not, we shouldn't have this law, we shouldn't have that, but we should have laws. However, whenever man gets their hand into things, you know that things are not going to always go according to how God has called it to go, especially those who don't know God, don't have a relationship with God, or those who profess that they are Christian but don't act Christian. So we know all of how that goes. But today, as we have heard God's word, we're going to get into it, into this podcast. And this podcast is called hmm, do you how many times are we out there conversating with our friends and, and family and you know relationships that we may have in our lives it doesn't matter co-workers you know it doesn't really matter people that you know period blood or not blood and how many times it was like well you know in your general conversation you will be like well you know what sweetheart do you just do you you know what I mean? If you, that's a moniker that we love, you know, not, not really a moniker, but that is a saying, a clever colloquialism that we like to re, re, retort, if you will. And we'll be like, girl, just do you. Or the dude will be like, you know, do you, do you, do you, bro? You understand? But as we read in 2 Timothy 3.16, we read and we find that in the verse where it says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. It means that the word of God can correct you. The word of God can teach you. The word of God can educate you. The word of God can direct and instruct you on how to live your life, on how to raise your children, on how to find a husband or a wife, on how to be with your kingdom family in the mighty name of Jesus, on what your purpose is, on what the call on your life is, 
on how to be guided on who you are connected to. The word of God is for all of it and then some. This means that you've received Christ, uh, but you do not have a relationship with him when you go out of according to God's word. You see, do you, this means you've received Christ, but you do not have a relationship with him. I'm going to say it again. You receive Christ, but you don't have a relationship with him. You see, when I first received the Holy Spirit, when I first received Christ into my heart, I didn't realize at the time that that just, there was a relationship I was supposed to develop with him. I just thought all I had to do was be saved, receive the Holy Spirit, get baptized, and I'm good, right? But as I grew and as I understood when I started going to discipleship classes, started doing Bible study, attending church on the regular, you know, not just on Sunday, but, you know, Wednesdays, not just on Wednesdays, but on Saturday for discipleship classes. That is when I started to understand that God desired to have a relationship with me. That Jesus Christ gave his life so that he could have a relationship with me. One moment. Come on. I, I want you to hear how real this is. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Come on, somebody. He desires to have a relationship with us. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes, he does. And in him desiring to have a relationship with us, we need to come to understand how to rely on Christ Jesus. You understand? But see, in this world, we get acclimated with the way that the world has done things, the way that we were raised. And so when you are being transformed by the renewing of your mind, you are being renewed to think like a kingdom family member and not a world person, not in the flesh, but in the spirit. You see, so when you say to someone, do you, that means you're going to do what you want to do and not consult God. Do not forget God. Do not forget God. Four words. Do not forget God. But we seem to do it all the time because we out here doing us. You see, some of these would suggest that uh, you use Christ to cloak or surround the fleshy topics that mean the most to us. You see what I'm saying? What I'm saying is you would use Christ to cloak those things, to, to, to cover those things, you know, away from the relationship you have with God. Meaning you don't want Christ to even touch those things. I got this, God. Maybe, you know, you just want God to touch the things that you pray about, you know, meaning you treat God like a nonprofit organization. You apply him to your various causes you are passionate about at the time, and uh, that could be your work. Your career goals, your, your educational goals, you want to go back to school, your relationship, your family issues, you're praying for your kids, your marriage, you're praying for your nieces, your nephews, grandparents, grand, whatever the case may be, things, people, you know what I'm trying to say? But when it comes to the interpersonal relationship with God, you tell him, you got that, just do this. Because I'm doing me. I got this, God. All I need you to do is what I tell you to do in prayer. All I need you to do is cover that. I got this. Hmm. But see, we need to understand, according to 1 Timothy 1, 9 through 10. Hmm. 
knowing this, that the law is not made for the righteous person, but for the lawless and insubordinate, for the ungodly and for the sinners, for the unholy and the profane, for the murderers of fathers, the murderers of mothers, and manslayers, for fornicators, for sodomites, for kidnappers, for liars, for perjurers. And if there is anything that is contrary to sound doctrine. What you are doing is contrary to sound doctrine. You see, God wants it all. You understand? He wants everything that keeps you from being who he's called you to be. He needs it all. He needs to be in the darkest places of your heart, in your mind, in your thoughts, in the mighty name of Jesus. He wants it all. He wants to shine a light. You see, the word of God says you don't light a candle and then hide it under a cup. Huh. Come on, somebody. Your light needs to shine. People need to know that this is not who you are anymore. That's who you used to be. And because of the transformation that has taken place in God, because you've surrendered all to him in the mighty name of Jesus, and now you are in the word, according to 2 Timothy 3.16, now you are being instructed. Now you are being led. Now you are being Holy Spirit fed through God's word. You see, but when it comes to the interpersonal relationships like I stated before let me tell you let me tell you this story real quick you see one time my mom she asked me to get a get her set up with this telephone conversation with a friend I had at the time who happened to be a, a doctor in internal medicine and um, so I went ahead and I you know got that all set up for them and uh, it was a I think a three-way call. I think my aunt was on the phone, my mom was on the phone, and my friend and myself. And, um, you know, my mom got to know about me having this friend because we had a prayer line. And this woman would also often speak life and give advice and things of that nature on the prayer line because she was also, she is also saved. And so, um, you know, when she was on encouraging the sisters after being on for a while, my mom asked, you know, hey, can you just set it up for me so I could ask her a couple of questions about some of the things that the medicine that I take. So I said, okay, fine. So then, like I said, I finally got them together and my mom had just, you know, some specific questions about the particular medicine that she was taking at the time, like I said. Now, my doctor friend wanted to ask some background questions, you know, like when you go to the doctor and the doctor asks you some things about, you know, why are you here today? What have you been feeling? What are you going through? Are you taking any other medicine? It was kind of like that. And I knew that that was the case because that's what she had done on the prayer line. And she, you know, used that to give the best information she could to whoever was asking her. You know, but my mom had other, <laughs> my mother had other ideas. My mother wasn't having that at all. And she told her specifically, she didn't need all that other stuff. She just wanted her to answer her question. And here I am like, oh my gosh, so embarrassed because she is the professional and you are, in order to give you everything that you needed, she needed to understand some of the things that were going on. And so, you know, it wasn't um, out of the ordinary for her to ask just a few questions, but my mother told her she ain't answering none of them questions. She came for her to answer her questions and that's it. So she's the patient and this is the professional. She don't trust the professional. All She came to run the whole thing. Is that you? You know, I don't need all of that that Jesus is trying to do. I came to run the whole thing. I don't need all that other stuff, God. Just take care of what I give you, what I pray for. You understand who I pray for. 
You understand? I, I, I may be uh, the person that's working in the community, which is nothing wrong with that. But all I'm asking you to do is fix the police, fix the community issues, eradicate racism, heal my mama, heal my father, heal this, heal so-and-so. I need more money. I need a husband. I need a wife. I need a new car. You know what I mean? I need a promotion on my job for a trip. I need more money to go trips. I can't go places I want to go, Lord. And I'm just going to come and bring that to you. But I don't really want you to change my personality. I don't really want you to change my perspective. I don't really want you to take the scales off my eyes. I don't really want you to deal with my past hurts, Lord God, because I got all of that. You see, we don't want God to do the things that would allow us to be better, to see things better, to view things differently, or have a godly perspective. I don't need God to change me. It's everyone else who's the problem. I'm changing every day anyway, God. What more can you do? You see, that is why you find yourself in the places that you are in. My prayers are not being answered. Your prayers are not being answered because you won't give it all to God. Because when we pray, when we have this direct connection and relationship with God, he starts to add value to our lives and take away those things that do not. Take away those foolish perspectives. Take away those idiosyncrasies where people saying things to us because of the past hurt us presently and no one even knows it. You don't even realize they're connected. You see, maybe you are getting yourself fixed up. Maybe you're going to therapy. Maybe you are seeing a professional, but you still are the type of person that I'm getting myself uh, 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 healed and I don't need nothing else. You've got to surrender all. I'm going to do me. I'm going to do what I want, how I want to do it, when I want to do it. I'm going to spend more time with myself and this and that and other. And none of those things are wrong if you want to give yourself more time and more love. That's not wrong. Doing you is wrong. Because you've been doing you this whole time and you've gotten no further than what you have wished to be further than. You haven't gotten to the places that you need to get to because God needs to get into your spirit, into your mind, into your soul and change some things around. Change your perspective on how you love people, on how people say things to you and you just jump just like that. Now you're mad. Now you're angry. He needs to take away those triggers. So that when people say things to you and do things to you, you know God's got it. You know that you can put it in God's hand. You know that you can go and spread the word of God and the things that people are going to say about you, the things that people are going to do, the things that maybe they'll roll their eyes. Maybe they won't listen. Maybe they will scroll on if it's on social media. But you know that you came to bring God's word and that is all that matters. Not what people are going to say. Not what people are going to think. Not the old things and the old ways of old. You can let your guard down with Christ Jesus because he's going to direct you to the people that are for you, to the businesses that are for you, to the job that is for you. He's going to allow you to open up to him. The more time you give him, the more prayer you pray, changes start to take place in your fasting, in your praying. You see, if you really want change in your life, fasting and praying is the way to get it because now you're communing with God. Now you're spending time with God. Now you are sitting still to hear his word, to hear his direction, to hear his instruction, to allow him to take over in your life and do his will instead of yours. You see, you're so busy in this world trying to do you, you forgot that this life is not about you, but about God. 
Oh, I'm so tired of how my husband does this. My wife don't listen. She don't cook. She don't do this. She don't do that. You're so busy worried about the little things. When you need to get right with God, allow God in, give God more than 10 or 15 minutes, give God more than an hour to two hours to three on Sunday and check in Monday through Saturday. Mm. He deserves more than 30 minutes. Let's start with an hour of some praise and worship and just telling God, thank you. But no, you want to do you. And then you want the results. I pray. Yes, you pray. But have you been instructed by his word? Have you read his word? Have you cracked open the Bible and have started to allow it to show you where you should be, where you're headed, where you're going? Should I step out on faith and do this, God? Should I link up with this person and do that, God? Is this the job that you would have for me? How do I raise this child, Lord God? We keep getting into it, myself and my husband, myself and my wife, Lord God. My children won't listen, Lord God. But if you give it to God, God is not only going to take it, he's going to show you how not to end up there again. But you want to do you. Sips tea, literally. <laughs> you see, the word of God is for all that you need. People say, you know, they don't give you a manual on how to raise children. Wrong. The manual is the word of God. They say they don't give you a manual on how to be. Uh, married. Wrong. It's in the word of God. They don't give you a manual on how you're supposed to respond to anything and everything when you've been through so much travesty, when you've been through certain things. Everybody ain't been through the same thing, but you've been through something in your journey and you're saying, I don't know how to respond. I don't know how to be healed. I don't know how to come out of it. Wrong. It's in the word of God. It addresses each and everything according to 2 Timothy 3, 16, 1 Timothy 1, 9 through 10. Come on, somebody. You're so busy doing you, you forgot to do God. Mm, mm, mm. This may not be for you, but I'm telling you this is for me. Every step of our lives, you may you, you need to understand God's word. Those people that say, you know what, I don't pray like so-and-so, but uh, it doesn't matter about praying like so-and-so. What matters is that you open up your mouth and you talk to your heavenly father. You see what I'm saying? You say, well, you know what, I, I don't read the Bible like that. You should. If your first sentence is, I may not know scripture like so-and-so, you should know scripture like you need to know. It ain't about nobody else. It's about the relationship you have with God. Stop doing you and start doing God. Hmm? Because you should know scripture. Because there's a time coming where a Bible won't exist. It won't be around. And if we are unfortunate to be here at that time, God will instruct us, uh, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, by remembering the scriptures that are on our heart. You see, when you read God's word, it's on your heart. When you practice God's words, it's on your heart. When you edify, when it's edifying in your spirit because you are meditating on God's word, you are fasting and praying on God's word, trust and believe you are memorizing God's word. You are learning you are listening. You are applying in the mighty name of Jesus. If that is you, I want you to understand that you can't live life on the edge anymore. You can't live life according to you anymore. You can't live life like you've been living life that is too much of a resemblance of the past. 
before you were saved, before you developed a relationship with Christ. You've got to change your mindset. You've got to change how you see things. You've got to change how you decipher the things that people say that may hurt you, the things that people say that try to tear you down, the situations that you will find yourself in that make you frustrated, that make you angry, that make you stressed out. When you tap into God, you find out how to connect and push through it all. You cannot escape it, but you can get through it. Oh, yes. That is how we do when we connect to God. That is what God will do with, for us when we become his children. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Don't do you. Do God. We live in a world where there is too much doing you. Hmm. And not enough doing what God tells us to do. You know why? Because we don't even know which way to go. Well, what does God really want from me? You know how you know? You spend time with him. You read his word. You tune in. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for being able to be here, being able to meet with you, being able to hear from the Holy Spirit, being able to listen, learn, and apply your word to our lives. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for guiding us. We thank you for showing us how not to do what we want to do, but to do what you have asked us to do, to learn the word of God, Lord God, in your way and not our way, Father God, doing things as you have called us to do them and not how we want to do them. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God, I thank you that you continue to teach us. You continue to grow us. You continue to prune us as we need to be pruned in the mighty name of Jesus, giving us strength, Father God, giving us focus, Father God, tuning out the distractions, Father God, that seem to push us away from you. Lord God, we're asking that we grow closer to you, that we hear from you in the mighty name of Jesus, that we lean into you in the mighty name of Jesus, that we do as you have called us to do in the mighty name of Jesus, that we don't let everything disrupt us. We don't let everything hurt us, that we give the emotion of hurt and anger and stress to you so that you can return them with faith, so that you can return it with trust, so that we can return it with building on the solid foundation that you have built for us by giving your life for us on Calvary over 2,000 years ago. We plead the blood of Jesus over our mind, Father God. We plead the blood of Jesus over our strength, Lord God. Strengthen us, Lord God, in the areas where we are weak. Lord God, we ask that we lean on you for, for what we need. And Lord God, that we not lean on our own understanding because sometimes our thoughts sabotage us because we are in our flesh. Oh God, Lord God, I thank you. I thank you, Father God, that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, according to 2 Timothy 3.16. Father God, as this podcast go forward, let it be shared how you have led it. Let it be guided how you have led it. Let it touch those in their innermost feelings, in their darkest places, shine a light. Let them know that they are not alone and that you are there to guide them, to care for them, to love on them, and to give them what they need to give through. In the mighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, we say amen.
and thank God. I just want to thank you for visiting, stopping by, uh, coming through, if you will, you know, whatever it is that made you click on the Lilies in the Valley podcast button. I'm so glad that you stopped by to hear from God because he was most certainly here. He is here. He is in our hearts and in our spirits. And all we have to do is welcome him in, is tune in to him. Father God, we thank you. You can follow us on Instagram at Lilies in the Valley Podcast. L I L Y S is how Lilies is spelled. Lilies in the Valley Podcast on Instagram. You can email us for prayer, or if you would like any of the Bible study um, study guides that we use, or even the way that we study in a 1599 Geneva Bible, um, please feel free to email us at spirituallyundefeated at gmail.com. That is spirituallyundefeated at gmail.com. Yes, yes, yes. You can also go ahead and email us and we will lift you up in prayer. You, uh, to We are here to accompany you in your walk with Christ. I hope you pray for us as we pray for you. New episodes are released on Mondays. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, anywhere that you listen to your podcast, we are now there. And we just want to thank you. Please remember to like, share, subscribe. You can also um, click that bell if you are listening on Spotify, Amazon, and subscribe. And anytime there is a new episode released, it will notify you. Make sure that you share it to encourage your kingdom family. Share the link so that they too can listen and also share the word with someone else that will encourage them in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you so much, and we want you to have a great and prosperous, faithful, and trust faith-filled week as we tune in together again on next Monday. Bye-bye.